Opinions unqualified. Now you got just a, a, a performance there by Sammy um, on the the Boomwhackers. Sammy, thanks for bringing the Boomwhackers in. Mate, how good are they? Oh, man, I was actually impressed. Do you know what the most impressive thing about them is? How colourful they are? Yeah, the colours. The colours are impressive. Well, that's what makes it easy. That's how you um, teach the people to play it. Because when that comes on on your uh, YouTube video, it's just like... Um, uh, it comes up with the colour, so you don't need to worry about what you're doing. I like it. I, I was actually... Because I tried them, and I wasn't hitting them hard enough. Yeah. yeah you got to whack them, too. It's there's, like, there's a yeah. bit of a knack to it. There is. I was actually really, uh, really impressed that you could just just owned it. Thank you. Yeah, so, oh, because I was like, I was going to say, oh, show me something. You're like, no, nah, I'll just do it. I love it. That's confidence right there. So, I, I may have spent a little bit of time on them the last couple of days. Yeah, I reckon on Friday night, come into the shed, bring the boom whackers, get the guitar out. Uh, we'll have the Sean turn here. Uh, we'll have a couple of bevos and <laughs> we'll jam. Yeah, bring the jump here. Yeah, bring the ukulele. Sean can, Sean can, can play. The play Sean can play. Oh, you're gonna bring your electric. I'll bring my electric. Yeah, yeah. All right. With ration. All right. So obviously the first question we have, and you can probably notice that our, our voices are, they're a bit higher octane today. <laughs> There's a lot more energy today um, because we have a female in the room. um She. I think she. There's a door that's open. No. Yep. No. Nah, no. We closed it. All right. I think she's safe because she is. <laughs> The current uh, opinions unqualified world champion of karate, um, and someone that um, obviously had a, a, a highly affected year by, by COVID because of the, the level of athlete she is. Um, but we're very, very, very happy to have uh, Liv here with us today. So welcome, Liv. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, uh, very excited to, to have you. And it's something we've been talking about since you said yes. Um, <laughs> I'm actually probably as probably as excited as you saying yes as my wife when she said yes when I asked her to marry me. <laughs> Um, to be honest, so I'm um, very happy to have you here. Um, usually, what we get into straight away is weekends, but we might um, we might go a 30 second challenge. All right. So the first thing, the 30 second challenge is you got to tell us about yourself in 30 seconds. Okay. That's ready. Pressure. Sean Turner, are you ready to count down? I'm ready. All right. Sean Turns ready. Alexa. Alexa's going to count down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and go. I'm Olivia Clifford. I'm 20 years old. I'm current Australian Oceanian and uh, Commonwealth champion. Um, I've represented Australia for five years now, and uh, I'm a current nursing student at Notre Dame. Um, right now, tell us something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a German Shepherd named, named Ajax. Oh, my best friend. I like that. I do like that. Was that thirty seconds? Five more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> She's stoked to be on the pod. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, German Shepherd named Ajax. AJ Spray and White makes everything all right. That's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, true. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. name. I um I love dogs. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs. I had this dog. It was a it was a mongrel, so it was crossed with with everything. It was like a, I don't know if there's German Shepherd in it, but it was like a black lab crossed with so like a border collie. A Heinz. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was the most amazing protective beautiful dog and it used to sleep on the house and they used to come yeah i love it anyway i miss it so thank you for mentioning your dog sammy do you like dogs yeah i think you can't, <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't not like dogs can you like if you don't like dogs and i don't know then you're a cat person and well you're not a great person <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, i love it savage savage savagery, yeah. so if you're a cat person you're not a good person right. yeah okay 
Uh, so weekend. So we're going to get into that weekend talk. Now, the reason I want to get into the weekend talk is because I did something super interesting. Um, and like I wasn't expecting it to be, be interesting. But I've got some advice first. So if you are going to the new museum. Now, the exciting thing about the new museum in Perth is that for the next 18 months, you can go in for free. Um, and it was like a $4 billion upgrade. Um, it's, it's a massive, massive upgrade. Uh, the premise is beautiful. Obviously, uh, it's super interactive. But my bit of advice is if you have a 14-month-old daughter, the museum is not conducive to a good time. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. She wants to walk. She wants to touch everything. She wants to get around. Um, so my advice is, is don't take a 14-month-old. Um, do you guys, just a quick question, completely unqualified, but do you think $4 billion is too much money to spend on a museum? Probably no. And the reasoning behind that? Only because it's like stuff that's dated back so long and artifacts would take a long time, obviously, to be able to get them and things like that. You'd be asking, like, you'd want to be importing them from interstate or overseas and stuff like that. So, you, I don't know, it costs pretty much what it would be worth, I guess. I guess can, Sam, can you put a price on history? Um, would you bring in the Mona Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, that is the biggest waste of time in my life but anyway um it's tiny it is absolutely tiny have you seen the mona lisa live yeah i have yeah what did you think when you're going in it's going to be this huge massive floating yeah hey. preconceived idea of it and then walked in and i was like oh okay it's yeah. quite small yeah it's tiny isn't it and hundreds oh. of people packed in a room just to get a photo of it, of it being 30 centimeters by 20 or something like that ridiculous yeah and the thing like the thing that's hilarious is that it says no <laughs> photography and every single person there is taking a picture of this <laughs> this so what are you going to do? You're going to kick out a thousand people that are in here just to look at this tiny little picture. But yeah, anyway, I, I love museums and I've always loved museums. And a couple of the really exciting things about Perth's new upgraded museum um, is there's live exhibits in there and it's super interactive. Like you can go in there, you can play with things, you can touch things. And I think, I think if you want to keep kids engaged and, and, and wanting to be involved in history, you need to have things that kids can do. And I think they've done a really good job of that. Um, we did about, there's, there's three levels, four levels, four levels. So it's ground plus one, two, and three. We did about 70% of the third level because that's the wildlife one. Then we left, it took us about an hour. So you could spend a full day in there and, and read and experience. And that's without even reading everything. So my advice is to go and have a look. Um, do you guys have any museum stories? No, um, <laughs> not really. I think like I probably have been to a few museums, but not like um, massive memories. I've got I've got one. Now I was working for an airline for a while. We won't disclose who they are because they they don't want to sponsor us. So screw them. <laughs> um, so we had this massive function in Chicago. So it was a launch. Their their air, their, their airline started flying to Chicago, and we were the first flight flying in from. Um, the Middle East. I won't say which one. It's the Middle Eastern airline. Um, and then we had at the, the, the Natural Museum there, we, we had our gala dinner there that night. And in the middle of the room, there was this skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it was probably the most impressive thing I've ever seen. So you can imagine all these dinner tables set up, celebrities, you know, and then little old me just sitting there in my little suit and tie feeling pretty special. And this massive dinosaur there, and they allowed you to walk around. But it's probably the most spectacular setting I've ever had, sort of any sort of event. And I've been to a few, but it was pretty, 
pretty special. So, yeah. When you travel, do you go to museums? Uh, yes and no. I try to, as much as possible, see... We only get, like, two or three days in between competition before or after. And those three days, I'm either catching up with friends and getting to see as much as I can in those times. So I've been to a couple, Prague and things like that. But, yeah, not a huge amount that I'd like to see. So I guess the, the, the next question, Sammy, is I'll ask you first, um, is... What's the toughest fight you've ever been in, Sam? <laughs> um, and where were they from? As you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm big on that, and I, I do know my place. Um, whether that's because I've got an older brother, so I, I've uh, kind of learnt my place early, um, or whether just you know my, my love um, conquers all. Um, but, <laughs> love conquers all, Sammy. <laughs> but um, I, I actually don't have any fight stories, to be honest with you, because I don't like no all right so obviously the reason i ask is because live is fight fights for i guess for your living for for yeah so what is your toughest fight you've been in and where were they from were they australian or were they from overseas uh definitely from overseas um and she is world number two yep uh her name is on the top of my head and I can't remember it right now. Um, Hopefully Ayumi... she's not listening. Others she's <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, Ayumi Asaka, she's from Japan um, and she by far is amazing. Um, and luckily we came to a draw at the end of the fight and it came down to judge's decision, which yeah. I was obviously pretty disheartened to not win it, um, being like one of the youngest Australians there and, well, the youngest in the competition series at that time. Um, and to lose at a draw with her was pretty hard to swallow but also an amazing achievement for me at 19 at the time yeah, yeah. Fought her. wow that's incredible what's it like kicking someone in the head <laughs> concentration <laughs> i think is the word that i think of yeah. um obviously you don't want to take somebody's head off but you oh uh, i would <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking someone in the head i'm, I'm kicking them in the head <laughs> uh, but yeah it's fair amount of hit that you power that you're trying to hit with but at the same time, you're not trying to take their head off. Um, is that like um, high re- high risk, high reward? Yeah, exactly. Like yep. if your competitor or you say move an inch, you're going to take that person's head off and you'll knock them out straight and you've got to be really pre- precise about it when you're hitting them. So if you knock someone out in competition, is that frowned upon? Yeah, instant uh, disqualification. Really? <laughs> yeah. So we were having a chat before we started here and I think like it's a fight sport mm-hmm. and... Well, if to win a fight, you knock them out. Like, that's the way I, I see it. So, is it? I think it'll be harder not to hit someone hard than to hit someone hard. Exactly. Like I've had a lot of stories and stuff in the dojo where I'm training and I've hit partners, like training partners, quite hard, and I've gone, "Oh, I've stuffed up here," and like I've given them blood noses, I've scratched eyes, you name it, anything, and I've gone, "Oh God, I can't do that." So it's a lot of control that you spend hours and hours of doing only, like say, one technique yep. just to train that you're not going to hit them that hard enough, but hard enough so they definitely feel it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. All that stuff's like self-defense though, isn't it? Uh, yes and no. How I explain karate, competition karate, is very much so... It's a lot like a cross of MMA, but tone it down by like 70%. Like you can do throws, you can do punches, you've got kicks, you've got everything like that in MMA. But professional tag almost. Yeah, right. <laughs> Will you be going to the UFC? No, I like my face too much. I don't want to break into nose or jaw or anything like that. 
That's fair. I'll leave with that. I, I think um, I said if you're in 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 it, I think it takes a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of timing. Um, how do you like? So if if you can't hit people, it's not about strength. It's about speed. It's about timing. How do how do you improve? How do you how do you know you're getting better in a sport like that? I guess it's like comes down to what we call as mat tactics and experience. Um, so you can be so good at not hitting a person to a certain extent of hurting them, but knowing where to control them in like a what our, what we call as a tatami, which is essentially a ten by ten meter mat that you fight on. You got to move them around to different sections of where you can kick them and punch them. That a referee is going to stop stop the fight and be like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to award the point here because that was a perfect technique." Versus if you do it in a stuffed spot where they can't see it, they're not going to award it, and it's a wasted technique. So it comes down to experience of constantly fighting like that. And you've got different fighters who can take a hit a lot harder and not be affected. And referees are like, "Oh, that wasn't like it wasn't a good enough punch or kick." So you've got to hit them a bit harder. It's you've got to adjust to every single fight to different fighters. Like in if I'm fighting in Australia, I'm punching probably like 60% as to what I would be in Europe and competing overseas because, not to be rude, but the girls can't take hits like that, mm. that you do in Australia versus internationally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're tougher out here, is that what you're saying? Mm, the, <laughs> yes and no, Yeah. Uh, depending on different weight categories, I guess. I'm pissed off a little bit, Sam. Why is that? Bruce Lee lied to me because <laughs> Bruce Lee's a karate guy. You are yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, you are water. That's it. Yeah. What is Bruce Lee's favorite drink? Water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our first joke of the day. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good one. Um, it's a frequent joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever knocked anyone's teeth out? No. Broken no. someone's bone? Yes. Ooh. What was that? <laughs> I've broken two noses. Uh, I've broken someone's thumb. And I've broken probably five or six ribs on people. Oh, what about you? Good. What's Me? been broken on you? Oh, God. That's a frequent. A lot. Um, I tend to break things all the time of my own stupid accord. That's the worst thing about it. Um, I've broken almost all of my fingers in both my hands, um, my toes. Probably my biggest one was I dislocated my kneecap. And from there, my femur came down and hit the top of my tibia and Ooh. broke a piece of the top of the tibia off. But I kept fighting for another six weeks straight on it wow. without realizing that I'd done it. Yep. So that was interesting. So it mustn't have hurt much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Water off. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up, Liv, basically, is what I got told. So, yeah. Okay. Do you get in this? Probably the last question I have about this is because you've got training partners and sparring partners and, and whatnot. Yeah. You know, so say you guys are at dinner. Yes. And. There's one dim sim left. <laughs> yeah. And then she takes that dim sim or he takes that dim sim and you're just angry. Fights on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the next time you're in the gym, do you deliberately hurt them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no and I'm not going to say yes, but definitely the punches might be a little bit more harder <laughs> than you would expect them to be. Yeah, so you heard it here first. Don't mess with the dim sim. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my food and we're fine. <laughs> Uh, so I did talk about teeth a little bit. Sam, why did I talk about teeth? Uh, my teeth are hurting uh, extremely. Um, not that I can feel them at the moment, but um, yeah, they've been painful. My wisdom teeth. Man, that sucks. I've still got both of my wisdom teeth. I feel so fortunate because I know so many people that have gone through that process of having wisdom teeth taken. And for me, I, I haven't. So what's, what's the process? Have you been to a dentist? No. Um, <laughs> The funny thing is, uh, the funny thing is, um, 
I so probably about a year ago I went to the dentist. Uh, tells you about my dental hygiene. Um, it's not good, um, but um, I had. They said I should get my wisdom teeth out, and I was like, oh, "That's all right. It's not hurting too much." Then, um, obviously, I've got copious amounts of time recently. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go get my wisdom teeth out. I'm going to do all this and that. Um, and I started um, putting it out there to the universe. And then um, one of my teeth decided to, to act up. And now it's, yeah. So Not Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Can't wait. Right, so we're going to get into some personal things here. So when I was younger, when I say mid-20s, fairly like athletic, young, good at things. I used to go to the dance every year. So I'm talking... Pre-kids. Dentist every year, I'd get a clean, I'd get a checkup, and I'd do all that sort of stuff. As soon as those kids come along, I haven't been in years. Like, I have not been to the dentist. Long, and I'm fortunate, I look after my teeth, I floss, I brush, I use mouthwash, I do the right things. But it's not something that I, like, I don't go to the dentist. Whereas I used to go every single year. So, how often, Liv, do you go to the dentist? Probably like once or twice a year because mainly we have to get our mouth guards refit yep. and they'll do a checkup anyway. So it's pretty good for us. Oh, okay. Two for one. Yeah, two, two for one. one deal. <laughs> it's a good deal. <laughs> Take it while we can. Now, I think you get to a point where you just, you're, I'm afraid to go back now. So I used to have really nice teeth and the dentist, every time I went in, they'd be like, oh, your teeth are beautiful. I love your teeth. Now I haven't been for a while. I'm afraid I'm going to go in. They're going to say, your teeth are terrible. You need, you need to do this. You need to do that. <laughs> but I think while, while they're not hurting, they're fine, you know. And uh, did cavemen ever get there? They go to a dentist. Just pull no. them out. <laughs> yeah, just pull that bad boy out if it hurts. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I was I was talking to someone the other day, and they were so proud because they got new teeth. And I'm like, yeah, how do you get new teeth? <laughs> like seriously. Are you not? Are you telling me Is that you like, wouldn't get a gold like a like gold cap? Uh, well, a I, gold tooth. I've I've got a chip tooth, and it's like a little different because it's actually the tooth has come off the front. And I've had veneer on it. I've had caps on it. I've done so many different things, spent so much money on trying to get this thing covered and fi fixed that I'll just get to a point now where nothing's going to stay on. The only way that I'm going to fix this thing is they pull it out and put a fake one in. But I'd rather have my real tooth, even if it is a little discolored, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. But I don't want a gold one, no, Sam. I wouldn't mind a gold chain. <laughs> I don't need a gold one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're going to do a little bit of dental hygiene there. <laughs> um, I wanted to... Now, the reason I... And we'll talk about Sam's weekend in a minute, but I had a pretty good weekend because I was so sober. It was, yeah, it was actually quite sad. Um, um, I went to cricket on Sunday. When I say cricket, I went to 11-year-old boy cricket. And, you know, I was very proud because Kyan, who's been a regular on our show, was fantastic. He got a wicket with his first bowl. Um, got a couple of wickets, scored some runs, didn't get out. Like it was, you know, it was super solid. But that game is the most boring game on earth. Like seriously, and I, and like I don't mind. Say the like me, the the Sean Turn and Sammy wanted to go to a day of a test, and we could sit there, get the four X, and just like just have a day of it. Like that's that's good because you're not there for the cricket. Let's be honest, you're there for the lads. You know, so you enjoy that. You're there with the lads. You're having a good time and. You know, you might see someone hit a six and you're like, oh, yeah, that was sick, you know. But it's highly likely you're not going to even see that. So, you know, what's the point? So, cricket. Sam, I know Tezza, my yeah. mate Tezza. Hey, Terry, I love you, mate. Um, I know you love your cricket, but 
Yeah, what's what is the um, and we might get into a, like a, a ask a question that the Sean Turn that Sean Turn brought up earlier, but um, what is the appeal of cricket, Liv? Well, see, I've played cricket all through high school and stuff, so I loved the game. So I watch it quite frequently. Christmas test matches, everything. Well, know. I think playing it is different. So I, I, if like if we decided on Boxing Day we wanted to get together, few eskies. Two teams, the old wheelie five game. bucks in. Yeah, wheelie me in. We're, we're having a game of cricket and we'll get competitive with it. That's fun. But to sit there and watch the person you're supporting standing in the field, the ball doesn't go there for four overs. <laughs> like, that ain't fun. It's all <laughs> like, about the experience. You've got to yeah. take it in. No, I get that. And you know what? Like, I'd love that other people have kids and create people, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there to watch your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and at the highest level, I understand watching the Australian cricket team play or whatever. Um, Sam's got a different take on this. So I'm really interested in, in hearing this. But, like, man, I'm not there to see your kids, man. Like, I'm there to see my kid play, you know? Just want to so, see my kid hit the yeah. ball. Yeah, that's why basketball's good and footy's good and, like, they're active. It's they're always doing something, yeah. Um, whereas, and I, I had an interesting thought. So, say you field first. Your team fields first. You bowl. You know, they get a target. And then you're batting at number two or three. And then you get out. You have no impact on that game from that point. Yeah, you just got to sit there. You got to sit it. there and take it. Whatever that team gives you, you you take it. Like for me, I'm like that'd kill me. That would absolutely kill me. The fact that I couldn't influence a game Any when it was still on the line, like it's winnable. Yeah. But anyway, Sam, tell us about your cricket escapades. Um, I was actually fielder of the year in my one season of cricket. Nice. Um, Does that mean you can't bat a ball? No, that means that my mitts are enormous, so I'm good at catching cricket balls. Okay, yep. Um, They are enormous mitts. Also did have a spectacular run out that I'll never forget. Um, Also, just to to let everyone know that I have a natural wronging. Um, Well, I had one when I was younger, which Dad used to froth. (laughs) Because, I don't know, apparently that's good. But anyway, in my last game when I was playing cricket... Um, my best mate said, you know what, like, just bowl your leggies. You know, because I was, I was a little bit self-conscious to bowl leggies. Um, so I just bowled little, like, medium paces, just make sure it's on the wickets. So I did leggies, and then I, um, I bowled a leggy, bowled this dude beautifully. Shane Warnlight? Yeah. Yeah. And then the coach of that team was, like, doing the wicket, like, the um, umpiring. And he's like, mate, like, you've got a really good... Like leg spin, like what? Are you, like what are you gonna do with? I'm like, mate, this is my last game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah. Backyard cricket's good. Um, going down to watch. Um, we did a uh, cricket. Oh, what do we call it? Day at the cricket where bulk rubbish was out. We all got couches from bulk rubbish and a couple of eskies and just went and supported some um, random Edgewater team down at the park. Um, which was it was a great hit with the uh, the the people there because they'd probably never had more than five fans at a game. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my take. See, that sounds like my sort of time though. So I would do that, like because you're sitting there on these grotty, bloody bugfield couches, yeah, watching random people play cricket. But it's about the beers for the boys. Exactly, it's just about the experience. Mm. Like I despise cricket, I hate it, yeah. but I would I would actually go do that as well with you, Sam. And you've seen me play cricket as well. You are. Terrible. I. I can't even. I can't even bat. Like, very, I, I hold the cricket bat like a baseball. You are very unassuming. Chance. Yeah. I had. Um. I've, I've played one game of like senior cricket in my life. So when you're a kid, you play cricket and you muck around or whatever. 
So I played one game because I had some mates that I played football with um, who had a cricket team and they were short for the weekend or whatever. Mm. Now, my, my thoughts are, you're filling in for a team, you're doing them a favour, you give the bloke an over at least the bowl and you put him in a reasonable position at bat. Well, it was an absolute joke. I'm there fielding the whole day, didn't give me an opportunity to have a, a single ball. So I was a little bit annoyed with that. It's like they're playing for sheep stations or something at C-grade cricket. Come on, guys. Um, so I was a little annoyed with that. And then I went to bat, and it's not like bloody, you know, Oz cricket or whatever it is. I got bowled first ball, and I had to leave. <laughs> I was like, this is a way. Maybe I don't like cricket because I'm terrible at it as well, but... You know, I just felt like that was super unfair. Heartbreaking experience right there. Yeah, yeah, it broke, broke my heart. Um, but I would, I think I'd watch a game of baseball over a game of cricket. Disagree. That's good. Because that's that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a Cubs fan. When the Cubs won the World Series, I was so stoked. Yeah, And I've been to Wrigley Field and like for me, that's like massive, you know, experience. But I've seen the Ashes Test as well. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just prefer basketball over both of them. <laughs> yeah, that I would agree with you on. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I think the reason I probably prefer baseball as well is because it's generally shorter games, and then I've also just had really good experiences with it. So, like, where I was in Pennsylvania, we had, like, a semi-pro team, and we would go there, and it would be in Buck Night every Monday that we would play. So it would be $1 beers, $1 hot dogs, and you're there with all your college mates just watching a few hours of baseball. Well, you weren't watching baseball. You weren't, but, you know, it's just a good experience. So I think that's why I started liking baseball more than cricket. Yeah, and the thing with baseball, when they get up and they sing the songs and, you know, they're quite active, like, it's actually an event more than, like, you go to the cricket. The cricket, cricket's the sort of game where you go, you sit down, you throw your legs up and you just wait for the day to end. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I've got, so... Wait, before that, what's your best cricket sledge? My cricket. Yeah, oh. you got any cricket sledges? Oh, let me think on that. You, Liv, you played cricket, so you got to give yeah, us one. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's like we need a sledge. Oh God, no! You don't no, have. Don't a, put me on the spot. You got more blocks than a Lego set. Uh, you got more leaves than a tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like that one. You know what? My, be- I'll give you my best sledge, right? Yeah. I was batting one time. Super fast bowler, so I was shitting it, right? So I was standing like well away from the wickets, right? And then a few times like. He bowled like next to the wickets and like the keeper was getting into me a bit, like saying, you know, like, and I turned around to him. I said, mate, your fast bowler can't even bowl it at the wickets because I'm nowhere near him. Like I'd be out like five balls ago if your mate could bowl straight. Like I just let me get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sledge. Yeah. I like, I like the leaves one though. Yeah. You got more leaves than a tree. Mm. Yeah. I, like, I look quite like that one. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I don't have any cricket sledges because I was terrible. So if I sledged anyone, I was just going to, I was Cop just going to get, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard some pretty good sledges on, in other sports, but yeah, yeah, well, that'll be another another conversation. Do you get sledged at tournaments? Not so much. It's not so much sledging. Girls are kind of, you get that ultimate bitch stare. I yeah, feel. that's about it. To be honest, you've got to be able to serve it back quite quickly as well. Do you have to practice like an intimidation face? <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Can we take that. a photo of that and put it on our social media? I mean, it's not pretty, but yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it. Let's take it now. Let's I can't do it right now because yeah. I'm cracking up laughing. Yeah. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it after. We'll, we'll get it. We're going to get it. Just so. imagine Nikki's talking smack from the side. Yeah. <laughs> you kick like a girl. 
That would be the best ledger. <laughs> then she kicks you in the face. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, I heard some uh, good jo- dog jo- uh, dad jokes. All right, the first one's about dogs, and you mentioned dogs. Yes. Yeah. So, why are dogs terrible dancers? Why? Because they have two left feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was cool. And do you know where I, I got that joke? On Amazon at the moment, there's this um, documentary called All or Nothing. Now, the reason I'm watching that is Jose Mourinho is, is in it. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs. And I'm not a big football soccer fan, but I love Jose Mourinho. And um, some of the players were sitting at a table just eating their lunch and they, one of them told that joke. And I was like, yeah, that's a sick joke. So, <laughs> I'll yeah. take that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So best, uh, best dad joke, Sam, go. Um, Alexa told me this today. Um, why was the beach sand wet? Why? Because the seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that. I love it when you go to like Google Alexa and you say, tell, tell, tell us a joke. Yeah, it's, um, I was doing it today for quite a while, I'm not going to lie. I was just, me and my brother were sitting there because um, I just got the uh, fire stick thing and um, just testing out what it could do and just listen to it tell us some jokes. But some of them are pretty like abysmal, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, on the weekend, so we talked about the weekend before, I stayed up all night wondering where the sun went, and then it dawned on me. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one from Flea. Well done, Flea. Good work. All right, so my cousin, does, one of the things she does with her daughter is she sends her a dad joke every day because she's a teenage daughter and she hates it. Um, so I've been getting them now since I saw her. <laughs> so I think that's hilarious. So I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Sammy. Yes. What'd you have for dinner? Uh, soup. Yeah, me too. Well, actually, no, I had lasagna, but I had soup for lunch and then dinner yesterday. So what soup did you have? Uh, I had sweet potato and pumpkin soup with um, like mixed beans. Is that like a creamed soup? Um, uh, unclear on Yeah, so uh, is it like kinda. mashed up? Is so it is it, ch- is it Yeah, ch- yeah, it was yeah. thick. Yeah, thick. A thick soup. That's like yeah, a cream soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am guarantee there's cream in that. Yes. Guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Live soup. In five words. Best winter food? Ever? There's three words. Ever? Best. Ever, ever? Ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's five words. Best winter food ever, ever. Ever, ever. Take it. Okay. So why winter food? Why does why is soup good for winter? Warms you up. Okay. I mean, like, I'm constantly freezing through winter, and soup's my saviour. Is it winter now? Yes. It felt like that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really did. I mean, I rocked up in a puffer jacket. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah, I just thought you were trying to look gangster. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, so, I make this chicken soup, and it's a family recipe, and it's chicken and vegetable, big chunky vegetables, and it's a chicken, chicken soup, but the best thing in this soup... And I'm going to get back to it. This is why it is the winner of the food, bloody vegetable thing, potatoes. So, but the potatoes in this soup are incredible. Incredible. They're soft. Just, yeah. You just can't get better than potatoes in a chicken soup, I don't think. What's the best soup you've ever had, Sam? Um, when I used to go to uh, Belgium, we used to stay uh, in Kent um, with some friends. And there used to be this... Uh, vegetarian little cafe restaurant thing on the way to the city or like wherever the yeah the main bit and um they used to always have this soup of the day and it used to always be some whack vegetables put together um but it would always be like legit and they had the best bread okay oh man bread yeah and that's the thing bread with soup 
bread with soup. But if you have soup without bread, can you get full? No. Oh, yeah. It takes like two or three bowls, I feel like. Yeah. Soup. I can't get full on soup. I cannot get full on soup. So tonight, I had soup for dinner, but I had a hot dog on the side. <laughs> because you can't get full on soup. Like, no matter what it is, I could have the chunkiest soup in the world... And I cannot get full on it. I could eat a whole bowl of that and still be like, yeah, get me a sandwich. Yeah. Are you like that, Sam? Um, not so much a soup. I like that's more of like a mussels or like fries, like chips. You yeah. know, like little things, but soup I feel like I can get like a good bowl of soup will fill me up. I'd be interested to see if like can we do Sean Turn, can we do a a question this week? Can you get full on soup and see if it's a yes or a no, and who wins. Right, I'm a clear it. no. I'm a clear no. And I feel like Liv's a no. No, I'm a uh, I'm clear yes. Two or three bowls, though. It takes a little while. So mm. how many bowls for you, Nixie, do you reckon yeah. take? How many bowls? Yeah. Seven. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Seven bowls of soup, I reckon. I think that we might have a soup challenge. <laughs> a soup challenge. Yeah. <laughs> a soup challenge. Yeah, we do and, we- just your, the, the, the viscosity of your feces after soup. Is it, does it alter it? I have a needle. So it does, does it alter it? Because it, it's, a, it's a liquid food. So does it alter? Because you know babies eat like baby food and it's all, it's not solid. So is that, if you eat too much soup, would you end up having... Is that going to be your poll? <laughs> we won't poll that, but it'd be interesting to see the feedback we get from people after listening to this. The viscosity of your faces. Mixie, do you know what's more? Is your fascination with the word viscosity. <laughs> you said it in our one beer review that we did as well. I reckon you dropped in the word viscosity about 80 times. And I was just thinking before, because um, Sam dropped Belgium again. We should have a drinking comp to see how many times we've I've been to Belgium. <laughs> yeah, viscosity and Belgium. I think they're our words. Yeah, Do you know what viscosity means? <laughs> thickness. <laughs> the thickness? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's the, the thickness, the volume. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what it means to me. <laughs> But in my opinion, is unqualified, so it could, be, it could be anything. So, yeah, there we go. Probably had enough soup talk, but... Would you like the actual definition? Yep. Viscosity is defined as the resistance to flow. Yep. But is often referred to as thickness. So, yeah, very good. Yeah, see? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Who's a genius? Anyway. Um, so, we're going to move on to, like, probably more serious talk than, than soup, just quickly. Uh, the Olympic Games were postponed. Yes. Not cancelled yet. Yes. Will they get cancelled? I think so. Is that because you're young mm-hmm. and you're obviously super confident because you don't get to where you are without being confident? Yeah. Are you less concerned with it being cancelled than maybe someone that's, you know, in their late 20s? Yes and no. It's a hard question to answer. So for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics or 2021, as they've now postponed it to, uh, karate has its first time debuting in the Olympics. First and last. Oh. So that makes it three times more difficult. You're hoping that this Olympics is going to go ahead, but if it doesn't, you're out of the Olympics again for Paris in 2024. So it's a bit of a debut with you've got all this pressure to make the qualifications and if you make the qualifications, yeah, you're going to the Olympics, but now 
now it's been postponed and potentially will be cancelled if there's no vaccine. Mm. So on that, it's a lot of pressure. And then combining your going against two other athletes for the same weight category who are a fair bit older than me in their later 20s and 30s, I will say. Um, So for me, age isn't a huge thing, but it's the parameters of the Olympics only being the debuting for karate in 2020. Mm. If, like, say the Olympics go ahead Mm -hmm. and it's the only Olympics that have karate and you win a medal... Does that make that medal more valuable than any other medal? Maybe you win at a world championships or anything? The fact that it was the only Olympic. So does that become the most important medal maybe in your career? I'd say yes. You're going to say and no, like everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's, obviously, it's not a normal Olympic. So you're not going if you're the best in Australia. You're going if you're the top eight in the world. Mm. So it's not a normal Olympic. So if you're best in your country, you can go to the Olympics for any sport but karate because it's a debut sport like surfing like skateboarding rock speed climbing of rock climbing they're only taking the top eight in the world for each division Mm. so it's a lot more difficult to win a world championships when you potentially have eight fights of 122 different countries depending on what you draw so it's a yes and a no because winning an Olympic gold would be amazing mm. and being I'm the only Australian to ever go or I've got an Olympic gold for the only sport that's been there for one time versus going to a world championships and going, I fought world number one, I fought world number two, I fought world number 28. Mm. It doesn't matter who it was, but you fought consecutive rounds and had to win by huge amounts to be able to go through forward to win a world championships. So they're both equally as important to me. Can you... Tell us now, do you confidently feel like you could be a world champion in this sport? Yes. I love that. Hey, Nixie, I've already got ideas though, right? right. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be the world champion speed rock climber. (laughs) I I have been going bouldering and I have been skateboarding. So there's two two that I'm good. No, I was thinking, right? So obviously Mike Tyson had the fight. Yep. Right? If the Olympics don't go through, do we have... So me and you will be an undercard. Yep. Right, and then Liv and Marcus Ooh. will be the main event. Oh, Marcus would eat Liv. <laughs> no, he's a monster. Thing, it's, see, but it's just That's... it'll be wrestling versus karate. Like it would just be a whole. I mean, I can do groundwork, but I'm not a hundred percent huge fan on wrestling. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we do do it in karate, so yeah. I could dabble. Yeah, Marcus, so Marcus, are you going to step up? Or are you- <laughs> Marcus has been on the podcast, and he's the other elite athlete that we've had. And he, he is what I saw. I saw him deadlift two hundred and fifty kilos the other day, or something. Okay, so, so mine's one twenty. Yeah. So he's got a fair bit on me. <laughs> yeah, he's big, he's a big, big, big dude. Yeah, yeah, but I, I reckon Main event. Mean, we could we could Main we could event. box it out. We'll do we'll do like yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know what we could do? Get those big fat suits. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't mean this to sound like I love I love everyone, but winning a medal on Asian soil in an Asian originating sport, yeah, is like would that be like cooler than say winning something here, or is it just the same because you still got to fight through the same people? I think the crowds I think the crowds would be bigger the and crowds are completely different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Japan alone has 
their own universities that are actually dedicated for karate itself. Hmm. Whereas you talk about karate in Australia, you're like, what is that? Sorry? Huh? Yeah. Bruce yeah. Lee jokes or like whatever it is, Damn. which is fine. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you mentioned that here and people are like, oh yeah, what really is that? And now don't really know much about it where you go to Japan and you, their whole culture is built around it. Like you will walk down the streets in Japan and there's, businessmen in the streets, nurses and stuff like that, they'll carry to work their karate geese and then go to work, go to karate after. Mm. It's their life. So it's just, it would be worth so much more than winning on Australian soil, yeah. if I'm being That's honest. what I thought as well. Yeah, I just, the, I think to win it in front of a passionate, like, crowd. Because again, I, we had a jiu-jitsu tournament at HBF Arena in June a lot. Yeah, I was I, there. Yeah, recently. Um, we had basketball training on the other courts. And... Um, yeah, there wasn't many people. Yeah, exactly. It's not enough recognition in it. I mean, if you look at the other countries who are the top of the table for karate, you've got Turkey, Azerbaijan, and uh, Iran, and Japan. They're the top countries, and France. They're funding everything like that. Their supporters in the crowds are huge compared to what we've got in Australia. Maybe you'd maybe get 2,000 people if it was in Australia compared to you rock up over there. They've got 10 to 20,000 people who rock up just to support you and they don't even know you. Mm. And little kids will come up to you and like they have a photo of you and they ask you to sign it. And they're like, you're walking around Australia no one knows who I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're a football star. Yeah, a football star or yeah. a cricketer. Yeah, or a cricketer. <laughs> or a cricketer. Yeah. Um, biggest sacrifice you've made to get to where you are at this point? Uh, probably would be on my parents. Um, I moved to boarding school at age 11 so I could come down to Perth here and train um, and represent WA and then on to Australia. Um, Mum and dad, before I turned 11, would drive three times a week down to Perth, which is four and a half hour commute from my home. So where's home? Uh, Dongra. I know Dongra. Yeah, yeah, beautiful spot. Yeah, beautiful yeah nice hometown. beaches. Yeah, yep. surfing, crayfishing family. Grew up Grays, yes. Yeah, so yeah, four and a half hours they drive down just to watch me train for four hours and drive all the way back. And yeah, so that's probably one of the biggest things that was for our family, that sacrifice of time going to and from and then obviously me getting sent away at 11, a long time away from being the only girl in the family, mum's crying and all of that. But yeah, it is what it is and you sacrifice your time to be able to be good at something, I guess. Is it worth it? Yes, I love it. Uh, I miss my family, but I love it. So, I think I could have been a superstar at football, but I found women and beer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like that's, but that's a serious conversation to have because you see so many people go down that path, and the older you get, the more you realise well, it probably wasn't as important. But do you feel like you've missed out on sort of major teenage yes um, experiences because of your commitment to your sport and training and? I even still today, um, I'll get comments from friends and stuff who'll be like, Oh, why aren't you coming out tonight? And I'm like, I'm training, I'm not drinking or like they'll take the piss out of you almost because you're doing that and yeah, definitely through high school and stuff like that I missed my school ball, I missed my school graduation, things like that. I was overseas competing in a world championships and I didn't grad like didn't get to go to my graduation party. I didn't go to Leavers, I didn't go to anything like that and then going through to uh, into uni and things like that you don't go to house parties or things like that or you rock up and you're like there for two hours but you're zonked because you've been training five, six hours and you're just wrecked on top of uni. So, yeah, that's definitely a thing and then dating on top of that, I 
probably didn't even consider until end of last year and even then it was a disaster for me <laughs> yeah I, I yeah i heard you went on a date with a sean turner show. <laughs> <laughs> that's easily a disaster um and probably like the the last group and, and i'll throw to sam for a little um because you're like a karate champion expert, are your hands legal, like legal, like legal weapons? Since the like, day I turned twelve. Yeah, yes. yeah, since the day I turned twelve. So if you were to hit someone and something bad was to happen, you could be charged. Charged. Uh, so instead of grievous body, bodily harm, grievous bodily harm, it goes up to a direct assault straight away. Wow. So upgraded. Oh wait, you actually uh, being serious? Yeah, being serious. Yeah, oh. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, I know boxers, yep, once they get thing. a golden gloves, they become... Same thing. Yeah, yeah. So they, 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 their hands are classed as weapons. Yep. Oh, Nixie, yep. you got so, some weapons? Yeah, man, I'm carrying yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah. uh, and any sport like that of a martial arts, you are technically not allowed to touch somebody, even if like they're punching you, anything like that, until it's a physical assault and somebody else is there to back you up or there's visual evidence. Um, you can't. You just have to walk away. Just walk away. I can't wait to go out with you and call you some things. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy. Um, yeah, it's about that time, isn't it? Um, thank you very much, Liv. Um, it's been awesome having you on. I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely did. Thank you for having me. Can I ask one more question? And we're going to go into more more detail in the future. Yeah. Gatorade versus Powerade. Powerade, 100%. Yeah. Gatorade. Right. Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, um, socials. Yeah, get around it. Um. Look at our shirt. Um, I think, what's it at now? $55.05. My lovely brother keeps on adding five cents. So anyone that, even if you put on a, a thing, don't worry, you worry. My brother will put five cents on top of that. I'm going to go to $60 right now um, and buy it to myself. Yeah, his missus is not happy about it. But I said, if he wants to be that kind of guy and put five cents on top of anything, he better pay up. Yeah. Otherwise, Liv's going to come and karate, karate chop, him. chop. Yeah, yep. so... Got your back. Yeah. Have you put your hand through a board or something? Yes. Oh, I love that. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so get on our socials. Um, we're, we're mainly on Insta, aren't we, Sean Tone? Yeah, mainly Insta. Yeah, Facebook's Insta. good too. Facebook, yeah. yeah, Facebook, yeah. Both of them. Um, share it. Get around us. Uh, thank you so much, Liv. It's been so good. I think We would love to have you back again. It was fantastic. Really good time. Love to be on. Sure.